Hi, and welcome back to Just Ask the Question. I am your host, Brian Karam, and with us today is leader of the uh, Lincoln Project, Rick Wilson. He's a younger man than I am, so I'm just going to call him a young guy. (laughs) (laughs) Rick, thanks for being here. Uh, We have a lot of questions for you, so stick around. We'll be right back. Hi, we're back. It's Just Ask the Question. I am your host, Brian Karam, and with me today is the leader of the Lincoln Project, Rick Wilson. And Rick, uh, congratulations on all the work you all did during the election. Uh, well, thank you very much. I, I'm one of, the, one of the leaders of the Lincoln Project. Now we're calling uh, you the leader for the day. <laughs> okay, well, there you go. I just wanted to make sure I'm not taking credit where no credit is no, due. No, no, no. <laughs> a great team, and it's... Uh, and you do. It's, it's, almost, it's almost ridiculous, the talent we've attracted into this group, because... There are people in every every space of this, whether it's the media production guys that work with us or the strategy team or the press and communications folks, they all just do an amazing, amazing job. And there's there's you know very few egos and a lot of work gets done. So it's, a, it's one of the greatest orgs I've ever worked in. I'll tell you this much. I have watched your, I, I think I told you at one point in time, uh, I, I don't mind pissing anybody off, but you guys, you all are quick on on the uptake and quick on the return. Thank you. <laughs> the, the question, since the title of the show is just asked the question, let me just ask you this question. I read your uh, recent um, op-ed piece in the New York Daily News, I believe it was, where you mm-hmm. said, mm-hmm. healing is fine, but we have to have accountability. Who do you yep. think should be held accountable other than Donald Trump? And what do you think that accountability means? Well, look, if we lived in an era still where there was honor and personal integrity and a sense of um, a sense of moral weight and guilt. Uh, Ted Cruz would have quit the Senate. Josh Hawley would have quit the Senate. K- uh, Kathy Had Smith would have quit the Senate. Ron Johnson would have quit the Senate. Tommy Tuberville would have quit the Senate. Rick Scott would have quit the Senate. These people in the Senate, the morning of the worst terrorist attack on the Capitol in American history, were advocating for sedition and insurrection. So they should be held accountable. They would have gone. Now, they will not be held accountable unless there's pressure brought on them. And the one person who could hold them accountable, which at the very minimum, I believe those individuals who who supported this in the Senate must be censured at the minimum. That's the bare baseline, bare bones outcome. If they don't, it is a sign that Mitch McConnell has surrendered to the QAnon caucus, that the Senate Republicans are going to dedicate themselves to blowing their chances of recapturing the Senate, that they are going to tell pretty lies to stupid people um, about an election that was not stolen. They're going to claim it was. They're going to keep this up as long as they can, as long as the hamster wheel of email fundraising and Fox News hits is, is, is continuing. Yes. And, you know, there are other people, including Donald Trump himself, 
um, his moron son, uh, Rudy. Which, which moron son? They're interchangeable. Oh, well, yeah, I mean, there are there are the eldest, the soft-chinned elder moron son. <laughs> ah, that um, that moron. That moron. Um, but also that same day, you had Rudy out there. You had Mo Brooks out there. And in the House, by the way, Kevin McCarthy has completely ceded any kind of moral leadership at all. He has basically said, fuck it. The QAnon caucus is ruling the, the House now. And, the, you know, Bobert. They, he realizes that, right, he realizes he's not, well, he is kind of stupid, but he's not like really stupid. He knows Bobert and Green are poison. But he yeah. also knows that Bobert and Green will be joined in the next two years by more QAnoners in the Republican caucus. It will not get less crazy. It will get more crazy. It will not get less intense. It will get more intense. And so the so idea what, that we're going to have... Go let me interrupt you for that. Do you think the seditious acts that we saw at the Capitol, um, the insurrection, was mm -hmm. a high watermark <laughs> like Pickett's charge or just the opening salvo? Yeah, that's the real question. Is 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 was that Pearl Harbor? Right. Or you Pickett's know? charge. Or, or Pickett's charge. Right. And I tend to think <clears throat> that we are reaching a point in the country where there's a critical mass of folks who believe what they're told on Facebook. And by the way, in the accountability department, I put an enormous amount of responsibility in the hands of Mark Zuckerberg and Facebook. You know, Parler was, I too. was amusing, but it was honestly a distraction. Facebook signs up more new users in about 15 minutes than Parler ever had. Facebook is the rocket fuel for these conspiracies. It's the organizing network for these crazy people. It is the singular method by which the Trump right has built a communications bubble around itself, shielded itself from reality in every way, and, and put themselves into a, a, a position of enormous danger and enormous risk um, because they are now pursuing a path that is going to lead up to a lot of them getting killed. Yeah. If they think this is revolution is going to go their way, well, they're, they're about to be very surprised. They're, I mean, they dress up in soldier outfits. They show it's up. It's cosplay. Yeah. 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 You're right. Right. It's cosplay. It's bullshit. Yeah. These guys... You know, these these 300 pound guys who could not sprint up a flight of stairs wearing LBVs and carrying nods and wearing a helmet. Get the fuck out of here. Well, <laughs> how about the guys crawling the wall at the U.S. Capitol? I was out there and said, hey, guys, the, the steps are right over there. <laughs> I mean, he didn't have to. They have a certain a childlike they have a certain childlike aspect to them that is it would be amusing if it wasn't so treasony. Well, yeah, it is treasonous. And it's and I guess. um there was a, I guess it was Lindsey Graham who said, look, if uh, we go after uh, Trump, you could lose a third of the Republicans from the Republican Party that are, that are voters are serving in the House or the Senate. What would your response be to that? Well, that's like an abused spouse saying, well, you know, yes, he beats me, but at least he mows the lawn. Okay. <laughs> that's bullshit. That's not a reason or an excuse. That's just a goddamn psychopathic, like Stockholm syndrome, Lindsey Graham speaking. I mean, yeah, these well. people do not understand that the party has left them. Yeah. You can't, you know, Mitch McConnell and Lindsey Graham and Mitch McConnell's little little rabbit boy, uh, Josh Holmes, these guys all think that they're going to make this idea go away. 
They're going to make Trumpism disappear in the minds of all these Republican-based voters and get them motivated once again by low taxes and low regulation. Get the hell out of here. Those people now want blood. Yeah, the fuse has been fed. They have been fed a steady diet of, of Trumpism, which is transgressive, angry, populist, violent, loud, cruel, overtly stupid. And those people don't want to sit down and listen to a lecture from somebody at the Cato Institute saying, let's talk now about lower marginal tax rates. They don't care. They want the dear leader in the form of Donald Trump at this moment, and they want anger. Look, it is more important now if you're a quote-unquote Republican to hate the news media than to worry about overregulation. Yeah. More important to hate the press and to own the libs than it is to think about the role of, of government being limited in the lives of individuals to maximize their freedom. It's just the opposite of what Republicanism used to be. Right. Which, you know, I, I say this all the time, uh, you know, my friend Stuart Stevens and I and, and, and Reed Galen and, and Steve Schmidt, you know, we may be the last priests of a dying religion, but we remember it. Yeah. We remember what it meant. And they have now departed from it so profoundly this anti-immigrant, anti, anti-Muslim, you know, this every bit of it is so wired down to this set of, of racial animus and, and class hatred. You know, they hate experts. They hate people with opinions. They hate people unless that know their things. opinions. Unless, right, unless they're their opinions. Right. And their opinions tend to run to, you know, everything can be explained in the world by the fact that Hillary Clinton is a cannibal pedophile lizard queen. You know, they have this conspiracy world they live in now, which is, it's fucking crazy. Yeah, There's well, no- I, I, absolutely. And every time I interview one of them, I, I come away going, these are the delusional people that think, well, they believe that wrestling is real, but but they believe honestly that, you know, uh, that Donald Trump's reality television show is a documentary. They have no grasp. Brian, I, I will tell you, the, the moment I feared for the most in late 2015, I did a focus group. Mm-hmm. I actually did a series of them. And we were in, uh, of all places, Charlottesville, Virginia. We're talking to Republicans. And this one woman just starts rattling off. She goes, well, Mr. Trump, which I learned later is the key word where you can tell where they're going to be crazy. Mr. Trump. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Mr. Trump's the richest man in the world. And he's the best deal maker ever. And he's the best businessman ever. And he owns all of Manhattan. And he is the most successful. He owns casinos around the world. He owns property around the world. He owns... I'm like... So I text to my, to my moderator. I said, see if you can correct the record here. And every one of these Republicans is like, no, 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 she's right. Mr. Trump, he's the richest man in the world. Jesus. He's the richest man in the world. He's the best businessman in history. He's the deal maker of all time. How do you defeat that? You don't. You can't. You have to break him and you have to break them. So you have to show that he could be defeated. That's look, that was a big purpose of the Lincoln Project because we grappled with Trumpism. Right. And we recognize it's not a political problem you solve in one election. No, it's it's a cultural problem. It's a cult. It's a cultural problem. It's a social problem. It's a civics problem. It's a cult problem. And the way you deprogram cult people is you have to knock their leader to earth. 
You have to show them it's a fraud. It's a scam. It's bullshit. Now, just beating Trump does not get you there with the current cohort of Trump voters. It helps. It's good, but it doesn't get you all the way there. And so, you know, it's going to be a longer haul. But unless you dismantle the power that Fox and Facebook have as being the primary normative forces in the GOP, whoever Rupert wants is going to be the guy. Well, I go back to Roger Ailes as being one of the sources of that. He created sure. And Listen, and I knew Roger, and, and, and Roger and I got along. Roger, say what you will about Roger Ailes. He was a genius. He was probably the genius of television news. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's almost no argument anyone could ever rival what he, I and mean, whether you like the outcome or not, from nowhere, from here, he got Rupert Murdoch to buy into a conservative cable network when there was nothing like that on the market. And he expanded it and it grew it. And it was wow. one of the most astounding transformations we've ever witnessed in our history from being a news channel to being the essential nerve center of the Republican Party. Well, he did two things that, I mean, he started with Nixon, he did it with Reagan, but it was getting rid of the fairness doctrine and allowing multiple media ownership. So instead of limiting- Well, the multiple media ownership for sure, the fairness doctrine never affected cable. No, it was it, it, it affected broadcast. It was going right. to expand to cable and he got right. killed under yeah. right, uh, right, right. Marcus Fowler. Um, and, and, and so you saw this moment in the mid 2000s, where even prior to the Tea Party, we were seeing statewide candidates all of a sudden, like they'd come back from events and go, the fuck is Agenda 21? All these weird people are seeing it on late night Fox shows and they're asking about it. What's this thing about, you know, you know, this or that conspiracy theory? And that slowly became food for these people. It, 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 it told them. How do you fix that? Well, the actuarial tables have to kick in with Rupert someday. <laughs> um, although I'm, I'm starting to believe he may have put his brain into a cyborg body at this point. <laughs> well, what do you know? All right. But, uh, and, that, and that's good. But that aside, how do you address the problem of siloed media coverage? I mean, and. Yeah, that, look, and, and I, I will say this. I think siloed, hyper siloed coverage on the left is as damaging to the, the absolutely. overall because the right. Absolutely. I, I, think, I think if you lived only in, you know, a, a, a media ecosystem that feeds you what you want. Listen, I'm a Southerner. I love fried chicken. I could eat fried chicken every goddamn day if I could. What part of the but South? Florida? hundred pounds and I would die of a heart attack. Yeah. So I can't eat fried chicken every day. And so... You know, that, that idea that news is a diet, that news is a consumption, that news is something you, you, you need in your life. Well, you know what? I need broccoli as well as I need fried chicken. And, and there's been a difficulty because there's a financial incentive on the right, particularly, to give them what they want. Thank of course, Barack Obama was born in Kenya. Anyone knows that. <laughs> um, you know, Seth Rich was clearly murdered by Hillary. She did it, obviously. Hillary is um, a cannibal, clearly. Right, she's a cannibal. She runs a cannibal pizza restaurant under under a cannibal restaurant, a cannibal child predator ring under a pizza restaurant. And yeah. it's like, you know, when that first came out, I thought, this is the greatest prank ever. 
some clever far left guy, some great writer on the left has built this fantasy for them. They're going to run with it and it's going to be hilarious when they get their dicks pulled. Turns out no. it's what they believe. Yeah. That's what they believe. I'll tell you one that they also believe that I've been asked actually, have I seen the reptilian uh, aliens that are actually in charge of the country? I can't tell you the number of times I'm going, you're watching old 1980s science fiction. This is right. not reality. Right. It's not V. It's, it's just Washington. Me, right? <laughs> <laughs> no, but it, yeah, look, I mean, the lizard aliens and the, and the, and the adrenochrome and the, and the, and the, and the, the mole children, all this crap. It all comes down to a very simple thing. People with a lower degree of education and experience in the world, in a world that has changed very, very rapidly in the last 30 years, I mean, in ways that are unimaginable, people who have trouble grappling with that change, they seek out a set of cohesive, explanatory underpinnings to the world around them. They would like to know what it all means. They would like to be feel secure that they have some insight into right. what the, the secret hermetic things underneath the surface. You know, it's like Immanuel Kant said, there's the, the phenomenon, which is the unreal thing that you can see. Right. And the noumenon, which is the real thing that you can't see. They think that conspiracy theories give them the noumenon. They think it gets them into the bottom of the basement where they can look up and see the machine working. It's crazy yeah. talk. Yeah, well, Kant was the first one who actually pointed in the direction of what we hear today. And it was uh, Bagdickian from the Post who said, appearance is not reality. Correct. You have to separate the, and that was, that's, that goes straight back to what you were just saying about Kant when, yeah. and so we'll have, we'll, we'll have another sip of wine. You know, that philosophy degree is going to come in useful someday. I keep that's telling right. this. Right. <laughs> Existentialism, brother. <laughs> we'll take a break and we'll be right back. Well, time to pay the bills folks. And this one, I, I don't mind doing if <laughs> actually I've actually used this. If this 2020 holiday season feels like it's been a long time, come and make it worth the wait with Omaha Steaks. Omaha Steaks makes the perfect gift for family and friends or to treat yourself all shipped directly to your door. They offer everything you need to bring families together for a delicious holiday feast. Okay, or maybe not, maybe just a delicious festival. Uh, their deluxe grillers assortment package includes a variety of entrees, sides, and desserts. Right now, you can get this mouth-watering package. I, I've never actually seen a mouth water. Oh, well, anyway, plus four free burgers and a free digital meat thermometer. And we all need a good meat thermometer. And exclusive price only available to uh, our listeners. So go to omahasteaks.com and enter the code QUESTION into the search bar. Get a jump on gift shopping with Omaha Steaks. You know, Omaha Steaks isn't just a steak. It, it's actually a, a lot of them. It's a fantastic gift and a safe way to share the joy of the season with Omaha Steaks, guaranteed quality and safety with every order. <laughs> order the Deluxe Grillers assortment package today and you'll receive four free Omaha Steak burgers and a free digital meat thermometer. That's just a great straight line I won't use. When you go to omahasteaks.com and type question in the search bar, that's omahasteaks.com and type question and if you need to spell it it's q-u-e-s-t-i-o-n in the search bar and you'll shop for the best gourmet gifts of the season i, I like a good raw steak so uh, enjoy it it is a lot of fun 
Hi, it's Just Ask a Question. And with us is Rick Wilson. And uh, Rick, we, uh, you're the first time, first person I've talked to on this program where we actually talked about Kant. So <laughs> I appreciate that. <laughs> but let's talk a little bit in, in this last few moments that we have. What should the what do you want to see happen with the Republican Party? What do you want to see happen with politics in this country? How do we get there? Oh, that's a broad question. But for the Republican Party, you know, look, I'm no longer a Republican. I'm a registered independent now. I'm still a libertarian-ish leaning free market individual liberty person. I still believe the Constitution is the operating system of the country. What a concept. GOP does not believe that. (laughs) I would prefer the current GOP hive itself off right now. The Trump faction will be the largest faction, the populist Trump faction, but it is time limited by demographics, by the force of their ideas being so shitty, and by the fact that they need a constant drip of craziness to sustain it anymore. Can I would love to see uh, I would love to see a conservative center-right party in this country of some description that is yes. Yes. that is about human and individual liberty. Yes. Um, I mean, and I guess it's party because I don't come from the phase of the old GOP. I'm not an evangelical, okay? I mean, I came up with, with I worked for Bush 41 in my first job. I'm, I'm a live and let live guy. I, you know, I was, I was in favor of gay marriage back in 08. So, you know, well, I, if you I remember I, Bush 41 was also the one who called uh, trickle down economics, voodoo economics. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. And you know what? And he paid a terrible price politically. But he was right. But he did the right thing with the tax increase in 91. It was a painful, horrible decision. And and everybody used to say, oh, well, that was a bad political call. It was the right call for the country. And, you know, he was a selfless person, but he also was a decent person. And so I would love to see, you know, look, I I love a good scrap. I love a good fight in politics. I'm all about it, you know, I mean, clearly. But there's also a point that the indecency of modern Trumpism, the cruelty, the overt disgusting racism, the overt anti-immigrant sentiment, the overt hatred of experts and science, um, and it all comes down to what you feel, not what you know. Right. Um, If we could see a point where that Republican Party um, dies a swift and painless death, God bless. Even if it's painful, I'm really not all that. Can Mitch McConnell do that? that? Could Mitch McConnell do that? Mitch McConnell cannot transform the GOP back into what it should be. He can't. He could take steps that would save the current iteration of the Republican Party for a little while, but he won't. Look, Mitch McConnell can make his caucus stand up and bark like dogs if he wants them to. Okay. I've actually seen that happen. (laughs) (laughs) In different different breeds, too. Wolf, wolf, wolf. Yeah. Yeah. If he doesn't choose to, (laughs) they won't do it. So they're not going to punish Trump. They're not going to indict Trump. They're not going to convict Trump. They're not going to censure Trump. He's afraid of the base, like all these Republicans are. And that's the other thing, Brian, and before we go, the Republican people who are in Congress right now, Roughly half of them do not believe in Trump. They don't like Trump. They don't want to be. No, they they all tell me off the record they hate him. Of course. Yeah, Yeah. off the record, they call me and go, hey, you know, I'm I'm just afraid of being murdered. Yeah. I I say grow a set. I've had death threats for four years. Grow a set of, of, you know, right. Yeah. Well, and, 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 and so many of them 
you know, and, and Kevin McCarthy's twisted logic is, well, I can't kill off the QAnon crazy people or the Trump people because then they'll get me out of the speakership and they'll control the caucus. Well, they control the caucus now, Kevin. Right. And isn't the country more important than one man? It, it's hard for people to get to that point anymore, apparently, because they, they, they are governed by fear. Even though, as I told a lot of them, Trump doesn't have a fucking Twitter account anymore. Go to town. Yes. Thank kill, you. kill, kill. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, Just Ask the Question podcast listeners. If you've got a second, head on over to Twitter and follow our official page, JATQ Podcast. That's JATQ Podcast. Again, that's at JATQ Podcast. <laughs> Look, I know you have to make a, a TV appearance, so I'll, I'll let you go, but I, I'd love to have you back. We just Hey, Brian, let's do it again. Absolutely. I'd love to have more time. Look forward to talking to you again soon. I have to ask you one quick question. Is that an aileron behind you on the... It is a tailplane. Yes. From a home-built plane. We found it in a barn in Thomasville, Georgia. I don't know its provenance, and I've researched it extensively trying to figure it out. I'm a pilot. I'm an airplane nerd, and I haven't even been able to figure it out. I'm a pilot. I'm an airplane nerd too. I love this. <laughs> yeah, I love this. How many but hours it, it, you got? What's that? How many hours? Uh, Six hundred and change. Wow. Uh, so you still you have you you do have a multi rating or? I don't have a multi. I've got. In fact, I'm working on my commercial right now. I finally decided to get the goddamn commercial out of the way. So. Oh well, we be, have. Uh, We'll have to tell. There's a bunch of stories we can tell. Oh, about. I would love that, man. Yeah. Let's do that sometime. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> Well, listen, I'll, I'll let you go so you can make your TV hit, but I appreciate it. Thank you, sir. I appreciate it. The name of the show is Just Ask the Question. I am your host, Brian Karam. Thanks, and we'll catch you next time.